What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. Let's get into it. Um, this is one of my very, very best friends, somebody that I've connected with a lot over the last few years, and I've got to go and watch kind of in his element in a really cool way, and I've learned a ton from. So just a quick intro on Finn. We have Finn Bryan with us today. Starting starting out early, early, at age three, Finn started playing playing soccer, believe it or not, at age three, which I don't even know how that's possible. Played all the way up through high school, got into extreme sports, loves motocross, loves snowboarding, so on and so forth. Since high school has gone and started multiple different companies. Um, one of his, I believe it was a drop shipping company, got up to almost a million dollars in revenue a year. And then since then, he's been a part of a lot of projects. I've seen him go and kind of extract the most out of life, not only in a business sense, but a lot of other uh, a lot of other senses as well, which is what I'm super excited to dive into and talk about. And then just recently, over the last year, had an idea, went and executed extremely quickly on it, and is now running a fully functional custom cold plunge company, right? Where basically you're going out and you're, you're producing an extremely luxury custom cool plunge for people. And it's called King Cool, correct? Correct. So super excited to have Finn. I'm excited to dive into it. Let's, let's freaking, let's rock and roll. Um, so Finn, welcome, bro. I'm stoked to have you. Let, let's kind of throw it way back, like way, way back. I just want to get a little more background. Um, cause I, this is my first time hearing and understanding some of this stuff. So started soccer at age three, correct? Yeah. Played all the way through high school. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Um, and then getting into extreme sports, everything like that, that's kind of the phase of your life that I've known you, motocross, everything like that. Oh, yeah. Coming up, was that all influenced from dad, friends? What was that? Yeah, kind of from dad and friends. Um, my dad put me on a moto pretty early. He loved to do that stuff as well. So I grew up riding with him and friends, and uh, that led into snowboarding, that led into skateboarding, and... Uh, I don't know. It just it was something I just loved to do for a while. So I love it. And you still rip. I mean, you still snowboard. You still moto. Um, we go ride sometimes together, which is a blast. So there's a lot of really cool things. And I was going and looking at like, okay, what do I want to go and talk about with Finn? You go and you have this incredible skill set. And this is kind of the first thing I want to go and talk about where no matter the situation and no matter what, you seem to go create value out of thin air, at least since I've known you. Like you are always not like side, I don't want to say side hustling, but you always have something going where it's like, holy crap, this dude, cause I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I have never known you to have a nine to five ever right? in the last five years. That is true. Yeah. Right. But you have always gone and found ways to just kind of create value out of thin air. And I think that's, that's one of the most, that is the most impressive thing to me because a lot of people want to go and do that and they want to avoid that nine to five. They want to be able to go and do kind of what they want to do on the side as far as extreme sports. So I bring that stuff up, go and enjoy, excuse me, enjoy their life, but they're stuck working and making sure they're paying their bills and everything like that. So my question for you out the gates is mostly when did you, at what point in life did you go and realize, okay, I can just create value. And based off of that, that's where I'm going to go and be compensated. I'll probably bring it back to high school. I actually did have, you know, a little high school job that I worked, you know, four hours a day at, but in the middle of that, I also created a little uh, clothing company with a buddy of mine, Nate Hunter. Mm -hmm. um, and it was called Kind and uh, I actually we, remember that. Yeah, we created crap. Uh, some beanies and some jean jackets and stuff like that. And we made a decent amount of money. And that was when kind of when it all started, like, dang, you know, I can make some money without having to check into somebody or 
or, mm-hmm. you know, clock in and clock out, things like that. So totally. that's kind of where it all started. And then uh, shortly after, you know, the mission and whatnot, I first got to know my now wife, Ellie, and I got to know her family. And um, they ran a very successful salt business, aromatherapy business. And they were in the mainly in the industry of selling direct to like uh, wholesale mm-hmm. and retail. Um, but they didn't really hit the direct to consumer point. And so I saw that there was a gap there mm-hmm. and they had created an Amazon store that did sell direct to consumer, but it was struggling and they were thinking of closing it up and and I told my father-in-law, hey, let me take a shot at it. Let me see if this sister company that's going to, you know, hit direct to consumer, let's see if we can make something work. And so I gave it a shot. And within the first year, we did amazing enough to obviously keep the doors open on the little sister company, Relax Spa and Bath. And uh, it went well. And then the next year went amazing. The year after that, doubled again. Third year, even better. And so I found that, okay, this is something that, again, I can make, you know, something out of almost nothing. Exactly. So I think the reason I bring that up and the reason I'm so excited to talk to you about it specifically is because, like, a lot of people struggle with that. Like, they, uh, it's so tough to realize that if you can just go create value, provide value to a company, whatever it may be, you're always compensated equally, right? And a lot of these jobs that people go and get that they end up hating – are jobs where you're not compensated based on the value provided, you're compensated based on the time that you trade, right? Exactly. Um, And that prevents you from being able to go and live kind of above and beyond or kind of live to the fullest, basically. Um, But there's two things, two really important things that I think is a big reason because a lot of people understand that, they get that, and then there's two things you run into. So two things that could prevent someone from going and pursuing something where you, you, you're your own boss, right? Like that's kind of the, the idea behind it with that is yeah. you, you run it, you decide if you want to go on a week long trip, you get to go on a week long trip. Like if you want to go and snowboard that day, you go and snowboard that day. Cause that's, that's the goal yeah. at the end of the day. Right. Of but you have to put food on the table and there's two things that prevent that. The first thing is discipline. You don't have someone over your shoulder telling you what you need to do. Right. You don't have a schedule laid out for you. It's on you 100%, which is extremely difficult. So I want to ask you, where do you find the discipline? Like, what do you do when you start lacking discipline, when you get complacent, whatever it may be? And then the next thing, and probably the bigger one, because this prevents people from even starting or trying, is just belief. Like, where do you get the belief that it's like, yeah, dude, I'll be fine. Like, if if I want to go and dive in and do this, I'll be fine. Like, it's going to work out. I got this. Um, That... Belief was probably instilled in me, uh, probably from my dad. I mean, growing up, he was always having fun on the job, like whether it was be whether it was making movies or doing something else to you know have an amazing time while he was working. That's where I was like, you know what? If I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. If I'm gonna be working, I'm gonna be having a good time. I'm gonna not have to you know. I'm going to hold myself accountable, of course, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to be having a good time doing it. And I, I don't really picture my, I'm, and I'm not saying you can't have a good time at a nine to five. Mm-hmm. I just picture that differently. And to also, as you said, um, where I get the discipline to, you know, hold myself accountable to yeah. make sure that I'm, you know, pressing forward and actually hitting goals that I have. It's, when I start lacking that, I 
immediately get back with my mentors. I start surrounding myself with people who are way better mm. than me at a completely mm. different level. Yep. I have to go and reconnect. I have to go and surround myself with them to know that I'm very, very small compared to where they're at right now. I love that. So I love that opens, that. It, opens the door up. So it, that's that's gold. I mean, literally from what I've found is if you can go and put yourself into a room and, and tell me if this is what you're kind of touching on. If you can go and put yourself into a room where you're almost uncomfortable because you're the bottom 5% of that room. Yes. <laughs> like that, that sense of uncomfortability will give you the discipline you need. 100%. That'll put the chip on your shoulder. That'll put like the, also the inspiration. It's not all negative. It's not, it's not negative at all. Actually, it's really, it's really constructive, but it's like, holy crap. Like there's so much more I could be doing. And it makes those little things like going out and doing that task, you know, you need to do that. You've been procrastinating. It makes it seem super small. Yeah. Right. When you see other people doing things 10 times bigger than you on a much bigger scale and they're outworking you. Right. That That's what I found. Is that kind of what you mean? Yep. Exactly. On top of that, you also mentioned like you surround yourself with people. And I think that's something that's super important. And I'm, I'm curious, this is to off topic entirely, but like in your life, what, what have you, what? In- Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Impact, have you realized that your proximity has on you, like the people you're around. Because for me, that's probably one of, if not the most impactful thing I have ever found was proximity is power. Like who you're around determines who you become. And everybody's heard that. It's like the most oversaid, oh, you're the average of the five people you hang around the most. Like that, (laughs) no one wants to hear that, but it's so freaking true. I I couldn't agree with that more. It's the reason I am where I'm at today is because of the people I'm surrounded with. It's, yep. it's what it mo- not only motivated me to, you know, go and do what I'm doing, but also their help has pushed me even further. And it's like, yep. it's, yeah, hands down, if I didn't have the people who are in my life right now who are amazing mentors. Yeah, I'd probably be somewhere way different. 
hundred percent. And what would you say? Cause I think the question that rises then is a lot of people are like, okay, well, how do you, how do you get around those people? Like what, what do you do to go and get your foot in that door? You're just lucky. Like you just, you, you got blessed with somehow you ended up around this person. Like, like what, what would you say to that? Because yes, there's luck involved. Absolutely. But you create your own luck in every situation. Right. And I, I, yeah. I could, I could answer why I think you're able to do that. And I, I want to touch on that, but curious from your standpoint, like, yeah, I actually love this. So me and my wife were actually talking. We talk about this a lot because we are very blessed with who we're surrounded by. But we've also said, okay, when opportunity comes, we need to take it. Whether it be a small opportunity of going on a little weekend trip with some amazing people, we need to take that opportunity because it not only gets us around other people, to involve ourselves and get to know And is that people. always, I don't mean to cut you off, is that always convenient? No, no, not at all. It's not always convenient. I mean, I mean, yeah, we've had to change things up all the time just to make something happen. And it might not be worth our time and effort to yep. go do it. But it's like, no, Ellie and I have said, look, when opportunity comes, we take it, whether it be inconvenient or not, because the more opportunities that we take, the more opportunities come. So it's like, yep, absolutely. And I think that's why we've been blessed so much is because we have lived that way. We've yep. taken all the opportunities that come our way, whether it be to try something completely new, whether it be to get out of our, our state and kind of be uncomfortable and, and be around people that we don't know yep. that we don't have a connection with. It's like, no, we're going to make that, connection we're going to take that opportunity because we know that by taking this opportunity more opportunities are going to come yep. and if you don't take those opportunities people are going to start to realize that and the door is going to slowly close and close even more yep. and less opportunities will come your way i love i love that because I, I see so many missed opportunities like i see so many people that pass up on things that could literally pivot their life the whole, the whole trajectory of their life and it's just because it's inconvenient and literally your superpower, I think you're genuinely your superpower because you are extremely blessed. Like you, you really do. Your, your circle of influence is amazing. The people in your circle is amazing. Like that, that alone is worth more than almost anything you could go and find. And that's, it shows like you live a freaking incredible life. But the next part to that, I think, and tell me what, what your thoughts are on this too. Yes. You have to seize the opportunity. You have to take advantage of it. You have to go out of your way. You have to do things that are completely uncomfortable, super inconvenient, you're whatever it may be, you're tired as hell. They invite you to go and do something and you just do it and you go really do it. You're not just there. You go and you, like, I've, I've been with you. Like you go and you, anytime you're creating a new relationship, you really, you make the effort, which is not super easy to do. And it takes a lot of energy. So that's, that is absolutely a superpower taking, taking advantage of an opportunity when it presents itself. Cause a lot of people don't do that. The next thing that is your absolute superpower that you're probably too humble to even go and touch on is you treat people so well always that they want you around and your wife as well. Like people, I've never, ever once come across somebody who doesn't have something good to say about you. Maybe this is unique to me because I, I, I know you on that level. Like nobody has anything bad to say about Finn Bryan at all. And that's, that's a superpower because you have a lot of opportunities to go be super uncool just because you're tired to not put in the extra effort right? To just kind of be there, but you're never there. You're never a neutral in a group. You're always an addition, always. 
right? And that's a super, that. yeah, absolutely. That's Thank that's you. a massive superpower because a lot of people, and even myself, like I, I find myself going and being a neutral a lot of times. I'm so freaking tired. I'm just there. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'll come. I'll show up and I show up and I'm brain dead, right? <laughs> and it's an effort. I've seen you put in the effort when you're tired because we do the same shit for three days. Then on the fourth day, I'm just there brain dead and you're going hard connecting with us. And we're like, gosh, damn it. I'm like, I'm like, how do I keep up? And, well, and like, that is a superpower. That. So I think- Thank you, brother. Yeah, absolutely. My question with that would be like, at what point in life did you realize like, because high school is a weird time and, and post high school is a weird time. When did you realize- how important it is to treat people well. And I'm not talking about people that can do something for you. Like you treat everybody well. That's a good question. Thank thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely not perfect. Got some things to work on. But uh I think it all comes down to uh like long term thinking and long term planning. I I try and of course I try and live in the moment as much as I can, but I also am also thinking of like long-term, like, okay, is, you know, this person who may or may not have treated me the best, is it worth it for me to treat them incorrectly back in the yeah. long run? It's such a, like, this is, life is such a small thing. It's yeah. like, and you Why? can get so caught up in those things. If yeah. you're not looking at that through the right lens, if you're looking at that like in the moment, yeah, right? It's like whatever that small thing is, that can get you riled up. That can get a response out of you, which only makes it worse and worse and worse and worse. So, I mean, that's gold. You just look at it with a, a long-term Yeah, view. and I, I mean, th there definitely have been some times where when somebody gets me worked up, I'll, I can get fired up. And I try <laughs> not to, of course, but it's just more, yeah, just I would say more long-term and just... You know, it's, is it really worth it? You know, treating people the best is, and treating people as best as you can is always worth it. Yep. You never look back and, and say, oh, I regret treating that person the way the best I could. You know, you never, you never regret that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just more of a long-term way of thinking. So. Absolutely. Um, no, I, I think that's gold. I really wanted to touch on that because I, I seriously think that is one of your superpowers that maybe, and maybe I'm giving it too much credit. I think that's truly gone and gotten you a lot of what you've gone and gotten out of life. I really think so. So, so Thank hats you. off to you. It's super, it's inspiring to see. It's, it's really cool to see. And it's something I try and mimic all day. So kind of pivoting, I, I have a, a few things I really want to dive into, but my first thing, and this is kind of my favorite question to ask anyone. Anytime I sit down with anyone, I love to go and see, okay, like, in your life, like wherever it is for you, though, when you think, when I say it, like what kind of pops into your head, what are like your lows? Like whether that be business, how, what, what are like your like your moments where you're like every all your everything's out the window. You don't care. Like this is the low of the low. This is you getting freaking defeated. Like that moment where it's like it's just so bad that you can't even see the good because you're really good at seeing the good. So there's probably not many moments that come to mind. It might be hard for you to think of, but like, where is that point in time? And if you don't mind sharing, like what was, what was going on? What was that like? Um, the low of the lows is probably it's, it all comes down to when I compare myself with others, especially like, I don't know, comparing myself to somebody who is like, just having amazing success and comparing myself in a bad way because comparing yourself in a, in a good way can be good. Like, Hey, you know, I can, I'm they're here. I'm here. There's so much I can do better. How am I going to do it? 
Yep. But if you compare yourself in a bad way, it's like, okay, they're here. I'm here. What the hell am I doing? And why, and why am I here and not there? And you start and, to envy them. And you just them start and... to get down on yourself. Hey, they're way better than I am. And, yep. and all of a sudden I go into this deep hole and I just don't do anything to get out. And it just puts me into a depressed state. Is and... there a point in time you remember specifically where you were in like that deep hole? And I touch on it because a lot of people listening, like you go and listen to podcasts and everyone's talking about all the good, all the great. And it's like, dude, <laughs> the biggest thing to go and realize is everybody is going through it everybody's going through it. And when you can go and freaking put those glasses on and look at people as if like, Oh dude, he could really be going through it. Right. Then not only the most important part, you don't feel alone anymore. Right. You feel like, okay, there's more than just me feeling like absolute shit. Right. Um, at certain points and still look at how good their life is. Look at where they're at right now. And maybe I'm talking to you and you're in one of those holes. I don't know. Right. That being said, it's like, it's so important to realize, Hey, you're not alone. B, these people who are doing well in life, however you, fr- however you frame that, whatever success is devi- defined to you, those people, they have the peaks and they have the valleys just like you, right? And the worst thing you can go and do is put yourself on an island and be like, no, like, no way, Finn, dude, Finn's so freaking happy. Look how good his life, no way he's ever felt like this. Or any of these people you look at, anyone in life, yeah. right? So is there a specific uh, time or a story or anything where it's like, yeah, dude, yeah. this was like a freaking, this was a valley. If you don't mind sharing, this was a valley. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's say, I think this was 2016, end of summer. So I had went on the doors. With, there we go. A lot of valleys on the doors, bro. With and let it. me tell you, hands down, it. it was the best experience ever. We had a blast of a summer. I mean, yeah, there was definitely some hard knocking days. And trust me, I did not sell well. Yep. I didn't come home from the summer with cash filled pockets. So to put to put into perspective, you went out, you moved. So what the on the doors means, moved across country. Right out of your home state alone with a group of guys, you got dropped off every day for twelve hour days, knocking on doors, cold calling people, trying to push a product. Yeah, right? probably one of the grittiest, hardest things you could possibly do as a young adult. One hundred percent, absolutely. So continue just to just to put um, into perspective. Memphis, we were in Memphis, Tennessee. Actually, <laughs> you've had experience. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, it's funny because I look back at the summer and it's just all good times with those boys. I don't really remember the doors slammed in my face. I mean, I mean, I do, Yep. but the other things trump that, you know, yep. but I remember, um, probably the end of July, beginning of August, I come home and I'm just so down on myself. I went into this depressed state, like then you kind of screwed yourself. You didn't hit your goals. You didn't make it to where you wanted to be. You didn't come home with some cash. You didn't. Yep. And I just dug myself into a deep hole and I've probably never been more depressed. And I remember not coming out of my room for probably four or five days straight. I would just eat and go back in my room. Yeah. Which is not your personality. Not my personality at all. And I remember some of my friends were like, Finn, what's gotten into you? What are you doing? Come yep. on. And it took me a while to dig myself out of that hole. And, uh, but that's probably one of the biggest holes I've been in is just wow. looking back and saying, look, I didn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't 
come out and and make a ton of money and I didn't show people who I really was and yeah that that time was hard no that's I appreciate that by the way thank you and you said something really cool but before that what are some things you did because you're there right you just got your face kicked in however you see it now you see it as like you only see the good which is really cool and I want to talk about that but right now you're in the hole like you are you are not coming out of your room you're getting smoked like you're just you're in the hole we'll call it you're you're in your valley right you're in your valley valley of all valleys what are some things you did or what helped or who helped or what like what was a change that was made that kind of helped you start back up because a hole dude rule number one with holes when you're in a hole you stop digging yeah right and something triggers you to stop digging and then you start climbing like what was that little switch for you did it just get so drug on you're like dude time to swap it up or what 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 happened so the stop digging point was was I, i think it was just connecting with people again so i started hanging out with my friends again and i started being around people that we're uplifting and mm-hmm. and brought good energy and we're happy. And yep. so when you're surrounded by those people, your spirits obviously get lifted up as well. Yep. So that was the starting point. And then after that, it just became, you know, after you surround yourself with amazing fan, friends, surround yourselves with, with mentors and find people that are successful. And then it all built built up from there. So going right back to proximity. Exactly. Like, 100%. Like, yeah, your baseline was raised by the people you were surrounded by. Even being surrounded by people in general yes. was a good way to start climbing and stop digging. 100%. If I'm not surrounded by by people I get into my thoughts and I I start taking myself all different ways so yep I need to be surrounded by good people that constantly keep me on my game I love it I love it that's so powerful um and you mentioned something right at the very beginning of talking about that you said you said thinking back now all I remember is the good times like I don't even remember getting wrecked like I don't even remember the hard stuff right which is so freaking true like and I think why that's true like to me what I've found is the best things, like my most excited moments of my life, like the, the times where I cry, I'm so happy. Like those moments, those freaking peaks that I'm talking about, like your, your Mount Everest peaks in life are typically right after you just dug yourself in the deepest hole you've ever been in, right? And, and honestly, what I've found is the deeper the freaking hole, the higher the peak, the better it ends up being after everything's all said, then I'm not saying it's like, oh, go find things to put yourself in a shitty state. Like, no. Yeah. Right. But the reason you were in that state wasn't just because you were being a bum and all that. It was because you went and did something incredibly hard, very out of your comfort zone, felt like a failure, even though you weren't because look how much you got out of it. Right. But in the moment, yeah. that's what it felt like. Started comparing yourself to other people. And then, like, I, I, I would argue a lot of your peaks are only because you got that low at that point. What I want to wrap up on and kind of the conversation I want to wrap up on, you've mentioned a few things. You've mentioned being surrounded by like top one percenters is what I call them, like the people that are literally the best of the best, right? And, and I want to take some time to really dive into this because that's one thing that I feel super blessed with as well um, is I've gotten to go and not only be around these people, but I get to watch them and that. And then I've also gone further. I've interviewed a lot of these people and that's kind of the origin, the point of this podcast some very, very crucial conversations in my life have completely changed the way I look at things, completely changed the way I've done things, and really, I think, shaped my life into what it is. So you've mentioned that you get to be around a lot of these people, right? You get to be surrounded by these people that are extremely influential, way better than you in a lot of aspects, things you strive to do, all of that. What are some things you've learned, like the most important takeaways you have from, or some things you've seen? I've 
piece together like this image of what top one percenters are, right? Because I'm surrounded by them all the time. And I'm like, okay, they, they all do this. They all do this. They all do this. They all do this. None of them do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I've also gotten the advice from as well. Um, but I think more, more important is the things I've seen them do. Right. Um, but what would you say, like, what are some of the biggest things you've learned from, from those influences that you've implemented to get where you're at? Um, I think one of the most important is how my mentors think they think big, they think on a completely different level than somebody else. You know, they, they aren't small minded thinkers. They think enormously big. And so when you think big, the amount you can achieve is completely different. And whether it be that you achieve that or not, that is beside the point. It's just a matter of thinking big. If I, if I didn't think that I could go and create an amazing luxury plunge, I would probably be creating a simple little trough with some ice in it, you know? And, and it's like, no, I, I'm going to think big. I want to, I'm thinking big because I want to have the best luxury cold plunge on the market. I want to be a dominant piece in the cold plunge industry. I don't want to just be a little competitor. I want to own the whole market, you know? And so all of my mentors, they all think big and I think that's gotten them to where they're at. And that's a huge point. And another point is, uh, they're always learning and always growing, whether it be, um, reading books or whether it be learning from other individuals or whether it be trying something new that they've never been a part of before. They're still, they're learning. Yep. They're always, always learning. And so with that, they, are in incredibly different spots than they would have been had they not been learning all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. On that though, right? You say, think big, think big, right? Totally. But what if it doesn't work out, right? Like it just works for those people, right? Yeah. I hear that so much. Like, oh, it's di- it's like different for him. It's like, no, dude, you have no idea, right? Like I, I get I get really defensive of other people's success. I get extremely defensive of other people's success. And if I know someone even if I don't know them, but I know where they're at and I hear someone like downplaying their success, I get fired up. That's one of the few things that fires me up because I know behind every success story, you freaking open that door. There are so many failures, Yeah. right? And in thinking big, that's where the failures come from, right? And, and you've obviously had projects, I assume, where they they didn't work out. You didn't go dominate that industry, Yeah. 100%. right? And you had every intention of doing it, right? Oh, so yeah. that being said, knowing that full and well going into things, right? Yeah. What What's your viewpoint on failure? Like what? what's a failure? I think a failure is probably just another door slammed in your face. I mean, you know that so much that it's for all these door knockers, another failure is just another door slammed. It's not like you give up and you go home you just you got to keep knocking a sale is going to be around the corner you just exactly got to keep knocking and that's how it is with failures yeah i've tried a couple different other ventures and definitely didn't go the way i planned and i put in a lot of effort and put in some money and yeah it didn't go as as planned and um and we did think really big we thought we were going to dominate the market in a couple of these things and yeah it didn't happen but looking back, I learned so much Yep. and I just took it as another door slammed in the face and I moved on. 
Yeah, I, lo- I love that. I love that because I think a very common denominator I've found in the, the way that you look at it, it's the same way as like these top, top, top people think about it. So it's super cool because you're so young and a lot of people don't figure it out. But literally, fa- like the only time you fail is when you just quit. Like when you throw the towel in, that's when you fail. Like that's that's when you lose. Yeah. You cannot beat someone who doesn't quit, right? So regardless of how many ventures you have that don't work out, you keep going until you figure it out. That's the story behind every door of every successful multi multi-million dollar business owner like everybody in every situation and and i like to go and apply these principles because i learn a lot of these principles through a business book or like a or a business mentor because it's very very clear like business is clear it's it, believe it or not business is extremely spiritual which means you can take the lessons from business and plug them into anything in life um is what i found yeah but it's very clear and kind of what you just said and what you just touched on is like, dude, a failure is not a failure. Like I learned so much from those things and you've lost my, like I, I know some of these situations. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on yeah. some of these situations. Yeah. You've lost like substantial amounts of money and time and effort and energy. And like, I, I think something that I've been able to go and embody and I know you've embodied because I've seen it is like, you find the good, like, dude, I learned this, 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 and this out of this. Rather than what a lot of people, because we're conditioned to go and look at the bad and like, like, oh, woe is me, like ponder on the shit, right? <laughs> like you go and you seriously, you, you extract the good out of everything. And that's, that is, I think that is one of the biggest secrets to not only success in business, applying this other, other places, like a successful home life, right? Being a good dad, right? Being a good friend, right? Being a good business partner being good in business, right? Being a good stranger. Like that's a category I look at 100%. And and for all of these categories, like seriously, one of the biggest just duh is there's no failure until you go and quit. So yes, you're going to go and slip up. Yes, you're not going to get the results you want every time. Yes, if you think big, you're probably going to fail more than someone who thinks small. That being said, those failures are not failures. Those are actually springboards. Those are the things that go and help you get where you want to go. Like those are the things that go and shape you into the kind of person that you are and that you want to go and become, right? 100%, so I, yeah. I love that. I really, really love that. And then one thing one thing I want to talk about too, because you mentioned long-term vision um, a little bit earlier, is like something I think about when I think of long-term vision. I love that you brought that up because I, I, I don't actively think about it often, but it's always in the back of my head right, is what do you want to be remembered for in 15 years, right? And I don't know if you've ever really thought about that. There's a, in a Brian Tracy book, there's a, it's called like your, your legacy story. Like you want to go write your legacy story. If you died tomorrow and everyone goes to your funeral, like, what do you want written about you? Like, Hey, Finn was this, 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 this. And if you keep those things in mind, that's like a true North. You keep those things in mind. Everything you do in life will be aligned with that. You'll feel like, in my opinion, you'll feel good about it. And and I'm curious, like, what are those things for you? Like when you think of your legacy story. The biggest thing that I want to be remembered for is probably just that I treated everybody the best that I could in that situation. Um, I want to be remembered as somebody who was kind and loving, but also treated everybody as if they were going to give me massive amounts of money. Like, I mean, money isn't that big of an issue. Yeah. It's, I mean, it gets us through life, but at the end of life, it's not, 
But that's important. a good that's a good way to approach the homeless man on the corner or the yeah. random person trying to have a conversation. And and if you think of it, somebody like if somebody's going to give you a massive amounts of money, you're probably going to treat them the best you can. You don't want to get on their bad side because they could say, oh, "I'm not going to give you that money." That's what I want on on my tombstone that that I treated everybody really well, the best I could. I treated them like a friend, a best friend. I love that answer. And I think one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on is because the whole point of this, like today's the day, what is today's the day? What does that mean? Blah, blah, blah. And we, we've gone and explained it and dove into it. But really at the end of the day, it's like, this is all you got, right? Like that legacy story could be a real thing. Like that tombstone could be written. Like who knows? Knock yeah. on wood, God forbid it ever happened. That could happen. Right. So if today's yeah. the day, like, okay, that's how you're going to be remembered. Like today is how you're going to be remembered. So you go and you extract the most out of every interaction you have. You extract the what, whatever it may be, whether you're going in and, and this is why I had you on because I think you approach, whether you realize it or not, you do approach every day like it's the day, right? Like if we're having fun, you're having the most fun out of anyone, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like if we're getting shit done, you're getting the most shit done out of anyone, <laughs> right? And I think you always try and do that. You're, you're trying to go and get the most out of your day you possibly can. You're always doing something. And if you're having a conversation, you're going to go have the deepest, best conversation you can possibly have, regardless of who that person is, just like you're saying. I've loved the conversation. I think this has been absolutely perfect. This is exactly why I wanted to have you on here. I think whether you realize it or not, you really do go embody that. And, and I'm just super grateful. Is there is there anything else you would care to share? Like any last, like, dude, this, if there's one thing to remember, one thing to get out of this, this is what I'd say. What would that be for you? I just, I really appreciate you having me on here, dude. I, I couldn't thank you enough. It's been an amazing friendship between you and I. So I've learned a ton from you and I just really appreciate you having me on here. And I think everybody needs to take a listen to today's the day's podcast. I think, I think you'll gain an immense amount of knowledge, if not have a little fun, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Boom, baby. Today's the day. I freaking love you, bro. Love you, dude. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, as always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video of value, share this with a friend and please go show your love. We're on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Any ratings, comments, likes, shares, they go a very long way and they make it so I can keep doing these things for you. And I would appreciate it greatly. So please go share with a friend. Until next time. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.